0: Why would anyone in their right mind not want to have a verified vote?
1: You're assuming people are in their right mind, Ms. Stein.
0: Well, I don't know why I came here tonight.
1: Dr. Stein, you're I right.
0: i had a something <laughs> right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. To the left me, to the right Here I am stuck in the middle with you yep. yes, stuck in the middle with From
1: Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles This is, is the broadcast do. as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM people-powered radio in LA Up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ On the Central Coast 106.7 FM Queso in Cottage Grove In Lancaster, Pennsylvania, hello Pennsylvania, 93 FM WLRI News Radio, in Hawaii on 88.5 FM KAKU, the voice of Maui, in Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1 FM, the Green Renaissance Network, in Palinville, New York on 102.9 FM WLPP, and in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We're also heard coast to coast and around the globe, streaming on the Intertubes on the Progressive Voices channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Detour Talk, Radio Monterey, and Radio Sputnik, amongst others. Blanketing Planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us uh, today. We always promise you an action-packed, thrilling adventure. This is going to be one of them again, I'm sorry to say. I hope you all found at least some peace over the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I know it wasn't easy with everything that has been going on in this uh, in this nation, in this world right now. My great thanks to Angie Koiro, uh, Desi, and I greatly appreciate a sort of day off on the Friday <laughs> after Thanksgiving. Uh, (laughs) She did a great job doing the
0: show on Friday.
1: Well, she did. uh, And uh, also, uh, thanks, uh, Angie, for the the very kind words she said about uh, both Desi and me on Friday's post-Thanksgiving broadcast. Uh, Greatly appreciated. Well, um, (laughs) what they call a recount, as we reported last week, is now on, at least in Wisconsin. uh, As of late Friday... It became official. Green Party candidate Dr. Jill Stein has now filed for what is called a recount in Wisconsin. That's something of a misnomer, since in most of the uh, most of the state of Wisconsin, uh, the paper ballots that are used by the majority of voters have never actually been counted, at least not by human beings. They've been tallied by computer optical scanners, which either scan them correctly or not. As we tell you all the time, we can't know until human beings actually, you know, count them publicly by hand. In addition to Stein's filing for a post-election count in Wisconsin, uh, independent candidate Rocky uh, De La Fuente has also filed... Uh, For a uh, for a count up in Wisconsin, as uh, as I suggested he might on on my show last uh, last week prior to the Thanksgiving break, my last show, uh, when I interviewed Jill Stein just after she had publicly announced her intention to file for these counts and uh, for post-election forensic audits in in Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania. Uh, And as I also reported last week, the Democrats, at least the Clinton team, they were still at that time analyzing the concerns that were presented to them by many of the same computer scientists, security experts, voting system experts, attorneys, election integrity advocates who had also... Made the case to Stein that uh, you know th- that they needed to file that someone, someone somebody was st- can uh, standing as a candidate needed to file account to make sure the reported results are right. And as I <clears throat> mentioned last week, uh, as I reported, the Clinton team was still deciding whether or not to participate as of airtime last Wednesday. You may recall uh, mainstream corporate media right around that same time had misreported that the Clinton team had declined to take part. As I told you, they were still considering their options. Well, over the weekend, the Clinton team has, in fact, said they will jump in in at least enough to uh, commit resources, resources towards working on and helping to oversee the counts along with the Stein and uh, De La Fuente teams. Uh, Pretty sure you heard most of that first on the broadcast last week, so you're welcome. But the the Clinton team uh, participation, I can let you know, it's likely a very good thing, since I know that the Stein team, well, they had brought in an extraordinary amount of money to help pay the filing fees and attorney's fees for these counts, uh, more on that in a moment. But they actually uh, over the weekend, they, they were looking for a lot of lawyers in a lot of places. They also need a lot of volunteers to help oversee the the counts, however they end up playing out in those three states, Wisconsin, Michigan, and specifically in Pennsylvania. Stein said, we are standing up for an election system that we can trust, for voting systems that respect and encourage our vote and make it possible for all of us to exercise our constitutional right to vote. We demand voting systems that are accurate, secure and accountable to the people. She said that in her press release announcing that they had, in fact, filed late on Friday. Um, that was the first deadline, as we had told you, of the three states where she says she's focusing. Uh, the other deadlines are in Pennsylvania today, and I believe she may have already filed as we go to air in uh, in Pennsylvania, but I cannot yet confirm that. Uh, and the uh, f- deadline to file for a count in Michigan is on Wednesday. Now, uh, one important thing I want to get in here about uh, Pennsylvania Uh, The way it works is that it it, it actually needs a bunch of voters to uh, initiate these counts in the various uh, places around the state. She has um, she has been asked how the recount is going to work in Pennsylvania in in no small part because there's not there's nothing to count in most of Pennsylvania. Uh, At least as far as ballots go, they use 100 percent unverifiable touchscreens across much of the state. Those same touchscreens that I've been warning you about for so long and specifically warning you about in Pennsylvania when the election, when it looks like looked like the election could well come down to Pennsylvania. Well, it still could. In any in any event, she says, Jill Stein says on their recount uh, frequently asked questions page uh, at Jill 2016. Com. She says we are supporting a voter-initiated recount in Pennsylvania in election districts where at least three voters in each precinct file affidavits with their county board of elections within the specified time frame. Interested voters can fill out the volunteer form that is available at jill26.com/recountpa. So this is specifically for people in Pennsylvania, voters in Pennsylvania. Within the sound of my voice, uh, don't know what the specific deadline is. It may be Monday, um, but go to Jill2016.com/recountPA, and/or go to VotePA.us. That's uh, a great election integrity group. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook at Vote PA. They are also looking for uh, uh, to, for voters to participate the way this crazy system in Pennsylvania has to work to fight to do any sort of, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what to call it, a post-election forensic study of these voting machines. They don't even have those terrible voter verifiable paper audit trails on the touchscreen systems that are used across much of Pennsylvania. So that's going to be a mess.
0: So so as you put it, Pennsylvania so hates their voters that they require them to go through major hoops in order to get a forensic audit or a recount with three voters from every precinct having to sign on. This is not like other states. No, it's not. And if they're going to do a machine count, they got nothing to count except to press the button again.
1: And they so hate their voters so much, yeah, they continue to use these systems Which for years now, uh, over a decade, uh, election integrity advocates, including myself, have been warning against, have been warning against exactly such a moment in time as this. Now, uh, moving out of Pennsylvania back to Wisconsin for a moment, uh, the currently certified results out of the state show about a 22,000 vote margin for Donald Trump. But that's out of some 3 million votes cast Uh, That has come down about 5,000 votes. That margin has come down uh, about 5,000 votes during the course of the canvassing over the past several days, past week or so, uh, as they checked the numbers, as they removed votes that shouldn't have been there at all in a number of uh, municipalities, as they added in provisional and absentee balloting and so forth. So those numbers, by the way, are still changing, even though it's already been Officially certified by uh, by the Wisconsin uh, election officials, Um, I think we're going to see additional changes, for example, uh, in Oneida County. I think it's pronounced Oneida County. Oneida. Is it Oneida? I
0: think it's Oneida.
1: You say Oneida. I say Oneida or something. (laughs) Um, we won't call the whole thing off, but they had that county incorrectly certified the number of Trump votes, apparently, from one town. The town of Hazelhurst has just 44 votes when it was actually 484 votes. Why that error occurred, how that got past the canvassing and the, uh, the certification statement by the county and the state <clears throat> is unclear. But. Uh, I'm told by a, an election integrity champion in Wisconsin that Trump's statewide total is likely to go up by about 440 votes based on uh, that number. In the meantime, the uh, <clears throat> the state of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Election Commission, has officially announced, of course, that they received the petition for this count. Uh, they announced this late on Friday. Uh, And they noted uh, something that is clearly going to be a problem in Wisconsin. So I've been, you know, complaining, uh, telling you, warning you about the paper ballots that they're counted by computers, either correctly or incorrectly. We don't know until they're hand counted. Well, uh, (laughs) they have recently changed the law in Wisconsin from what it was the last time they did a statewide Uh, hand count of an election race. They've never uh, counted a presidential, never done a statewide presidential uh, count, hand count in in Wisconsin. But back in 2011, there was a disputed, for good reason, a still disputed uh, Supreme Court, statewide Supreme Court election that ended up resulting in a month long hand count. Well, the law has changed since that 2011 statewide uh, count. As the Wisconsin Election Commission now notes, a recent legislative change now provides the option to the county canvas board to determine whether to conduct the recount via a hand count or electronic voting equipment. Unless a court orders a recount to be conducted by another method, the board of canvassers in each county may determine However, they want to determine whether it will be a hand count or if they'll hand count certain wards, certain election districts, or if they'll just run all of the same paper ballots back through the same optical scanners all over again, Uh, which is remarkable to me. Uh, because, you know, you still would not get a proper hand count. You still would not get proper citizen oversight of these results. So ballots that were rejected or uh, found to have no vote on them for in the presidential race for some reason, they would likely still have no vote on them in the presidential race. And we have to trust that the computer is either right or wrong. It's maddening. You may have noticed Uh, The Stein campaign has uh, told the Wisconsin Election Commission that they prefer a hand count instead of um, uh, optical scanners. Uh, And in some counties, by the way, they won't have a choice in that they use they do use 100 percent unverifiable touchscreens in a number of areas still in Wisconsin, unfortunately. Um, My understanding is just as we went to air, the Stein campaign has actually filed suit. They've sued the state of Wisconsin to force a hand count uh, recount uh, mandate. And so, you know, they want it all over the state. They don't want it left up to the county officials to decide. And then they'll be back in court again suing there in any event. The fight continues for a hand count in Wisconsin. Now, under federal law, there is, uh, as the Wisconsin Election Commission reports, a safe harbor provision in federal law, which requires that any election dispute involving a presidential election must be settled within 35 days of Election Day. That means now that they have finally filed for these counts, they have until only December 13 to get all of this sorted out. So there is, uh, as Wisconsin says, an incredibly tight window to complete the audit, most likely less than two weeks from the date that the recount was ordered. The recount will begin in some fashion or another on Thursday, December 1. It's got to be completed by December 13th. So it took about a month. Back in 2011, remember that uh, Supreme Court statewide uh, hand count I mentioned? It took about a month for that to be completed back in 2011. Now they've got just two weeks to do twice as many ballots. And you wonder why I complain all the time about our election system in this country. (sighs) Also uh, late on Friday, uh, the state of Michigan announced that uh, Trump's margin over Hillary Clinton had fallen by about 3,000 votes during the canvassing. It went from some uh, 13,000 votes uh, since Election Day to about uh, 10,000 votes instead. That's out of almost 5 million votes tabulated. So uh, the margin in Michigan is even smaller. Whether things, whether the results will change, whether these uh, states will flip, nobody can know. Um, It's unlikely that you'll see huge shifts in the numbers unless, you know, something very disturbing is is found. It can happen. It has happened. These are a lot of numbers that will have to shift uh, and You know, we'll have to see if we can have any confidence in whatever numbers they come up with in the recount based on how this uh, hand count recount is actually done. Now, as noted, also, a huge amount of money was raised by the Stein camp since she announced last Wednesday. At last I checked, uh, she had raised about six point three million dollars of what is now a seven million dollar goal at uh, at the Jill 2016 website. And there was talk over the weekend because the initial goal, we had her on the air on on Wednesday. And the you know, she said initially we're going to count. We're going to file for this count in Wisconsin and then in Pennsylvania and then in Michigan, presuming we can get the numbers, the money that would be needed to file for those counts. And so the initial goal was about two and a half million. Then they reached that very quickly, (laughs) almost an hour or so after we went on air, went off air on Wednesday. But they raised the uh, the goal at that point to four or four and a half million. I can't recall. Um, And people started screaming, oh, it's a scam. She's moving the goalposts. Well, I can report that no goalposts were moved. This was always a matter of doing of raising the money for one state, essentially one state at a time. And I can report that the uh, goalposts weren't moved because Stein told me. On Monday, before any of this went public, back on Monday of last week, as well as uh, attorneys who were involved in uh, uh, pushing both her and Clinton to do this filing, uh, I was told that there would be about $2 million per state, about $1 million filing fees in each state, about $1 million, um, in attorney's fees for each state. So it would be at least $6 million that was needed because the question was, could they raise that money in time? So I can confirm that that uh, goal of at least $6 million was known, was, you know, Stein had mentioned it herself on Monday. She may have even mentioned it on the show on Wednesday. Of course, a lot of people started screaming, oh, it's a scam, it's a scam, even some... Um, <laughs> you know some some democrats some very good election attorneys were out there yelling oh this is a scam and of course donald trump as he does picked up on that careless irresponsible talk by some in the media Uh, That bad reporting that they were moving the goalposts, Donald Trump picked up on that. And, of course, he uh, calls this uh, call for a count in three states a scam. He said this recount is just a way for Jill Stein, who received less than one percent of the vote overall and wasn't even on the ballot in many states, to fill her coffers with money. (laughs) All three states were won by large numbers of voters, especially Pennsylvania, which was won by more than 70,000 votes, says Trump. This is a scam. By the Green Party for an election that has already been conceded and the results of this election should be respected instead of being challenged and abused, which is exactly what Jill Stein is doing, says Donald Trump's statement. Now, you're right. It has been conceded by Hillary Clinton. A concession has absolutely zero legal meaning. It means absolutely nothing. Furthermore, uh, the Green Party Is not even endorsing this count. Stein is the Stein campaign specifically is doing this on her own. Jill Stein, not even her, uh, I don't even think her vice president is one of the uh, uh, plaintiffs in these cases. This is Jill Stein doing it. So it's not the Green Party. It's Jill Stein. Uh, And also, while Trump, you know, belittles the fact that Stein received less than 1% of the vote as if that's hardly any votes at all, well, if that's a tiny number, Uh, He should be careful because his margins over Hillary Clinton in Wisconsin and Michigan are about half of that, about one half of one percent in Wisconsin and in Michigan. So he may want to be careful about how many, you know, how how small voting margins uh, he wants to cite in his uh, in his statement, in his late night tweets. Now, the Clinton campaign, as I noted, uh, they say they will be uh, uh, supporting this count. Their election attorney, Mark Elias, uh, said in a blog post over the weekend, "Because we had not uncovered any actionable evidence of hacking or outside attempts to alter the voting technology, we had not planned to exercise this option ourselves." He said, "But now that a count, a recount, has been initiated in Wisconsin, we intend to participate in order to ensure that the process proceeds in a fair, ma- in a manner that is fair to all sides." Elias said Clinton would uh, take the same approach in both Pennsylvania and Michigan as they're doing in Wisconsin if Stein follows through with the uh, with the recount requests in those states. okay. so that's sort of where we are, uh, sort of catches you up on much or most of what you missed in this uh, recount, hand count, post-election forensic audit drama that has been taking place. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know uh that, Yeah. Donald Trump has falsely claimed that he won the popular vote because there was three million fraudulent vote casts uh, by non-citizens or some or dead people or who something. Who knows what he's referring yeah, to you know because what?
0: there's no evidence of it, of course, anywhere.
1: We will try. I will try to get to that. I need to take a break here because I got to get to my guest who is uh, standing by. Uh, yeah, you've got to uh, Someone who is considered a president-elect calling the election fraudulent, at least by three million voters, uh, but then being against, apparently, doing anything about it. So anyway, all of that, that's where we are at the moment as Americans— are still trying to figure out what the hell happened or didn't on November 8th, but when we return I'm going to speak to one of those Americans who has been looking very closely at the numbers in Wisconsin and he is one of the uh, many who has concerns about those numbers. So, stand by for that. I'm Brad Friedman and this is your broadcast. Hey, this is Brad. Given the outcome of the 2016 election, we really need your support now more than ever. Progressive media outlets have been under attack for years, even during supposedly progressive administrations. We are now facing a whole new world and real alternatives to the mainstream corporate media. You know, the folks who got it all wrong from the jump must be able to continue the fight for all of us. This is not a drill. It never was. Please consider a donation to our work here on the Bradcast by stopping by bradblog.com donate to help out however you can. A monthly pledge is greatly appreciated, but anything you can share will keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And please consider supporting whichever progressive media outlet is serving you. Most, just like us, do not receive corporate or political support. We all need your support to keep up the resistance, now more than ever. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. Seems like old time Yep Having you old times and, and not necessarily in a good way welcome back to the bradcast brad friedman from bradblog.com all right last week on this program just after uh, announcing her intention to file for uh, hand counts recounts audits, whatever you want to call them, whatever can be achieved, frankly, in Wisconsin, in Michigan, and in Pennsylvania. Uh, Jill Stein explained her reason for doing so uh, on the air on this show, and she reiterated some of that on her website's Recount Frequently Asked Questions page at uh, Jill2016.com, specifically on the question as to why she's filing for these counts. She says on that page, we are conducting these recounts because independent election experts have pointed to, quote, statistical anomalies in the presidential election results in Michigan, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Experts who have studied our voting system for years have concluded many of our voting machines are hackable. Whether these machines were hacked by foreign or domestic agents will be determined she says, by using mechanisms available to us in each state where we conduct a recount. Statistical anomalies could arise through other means as well. Now, as I've been reporting since Election Day, uh, there have been a lot of independent analysts, statisticians, computer and political scientists and election integrity advocates and experts combing through the available numbers state by state, county by county, Sometimes precinct by precinct as they become available. Public oversight, public oversight of elections and results tabulation is the only way that voters can ever have confidence in election results. And that, of course, ...is the problem that I've been warning you about and, frankly, driving many of you crazy about uh, for so many years uh, here on the Bradcast and at Bradblog.com. When votes, even paper ballot votes, when they are tabulated inside a computer, tabulators, which are sometimes in error or, or easily manipulated, particularly by insiders, when that, when that happens, that computer tabulation happens, it's impossible. It's impossible to know. If the numbers tabulated by those computers were right or wrong, unless hand marked paper ballots are actually counted by actual human beings. Short of that, many are left to uh, to to the guesswork, really, of looking at data presented by those computers and by election officials who publish the data, sometimes very slowly, sometimes not at all, uh, sometimes not in ways that allow for citizen oversight. Uh, This guesswork has to be done in order to figure out if there are anomalies present and if the numbers are right or wrong, etc. That's kind of crazy. Now, we've already seen a number of fairly large adjustments to the numbers since Election Day, including thousands of extra votes that were initially recorded for Donald Trump in several Wisconsin municipalities. Uh, The margin of Trump's reported lead in Michigan was reduced recently, as mentioned, by some 3000 votes uh, over the weekend and errors and anomalies continue to be uncovered by analysts trying to figure out what actually happened or what didn't happen in the November 8th, 2016 presidential election, not to mention all the other elections, by the way, that happened that same day in all 50 states. So I've been speaking with a lot of those independent analysts uh, trying to make sense of their work, which is not always easy. It is no no easy feat uh, because a lot of this, as I say, is guesswork. It's conjecture. Uh, and uh, you know, based on the available numbers, which are themselves a moving target. Uh, and frankly, I would argue it is no way to run what is supposed to be the world's greatest democracy as they used to call us. Uh, One of those uh, analysts who has been digging into the numbers in Wisconsin and elsewhere is our old friend Richard Hayes Phillips. He recently released a a report uh, questioning some of the numbers in Wisconsin as compared to uh, what appear at least to be very high voter turnout numbers in some areas of the state, specifically in rural areas of Wisconsin. Richard Hayes Phillips, Ph.D., is an election fraud investigator with a long-established and well-earned reputation. After the 2004 presidential election in Ohio, he spearheaded the effort to gather actual forensic evidence from that election in Ohio in 2004, where we also had at least a bit of a a post-election recount, hand count in that state. Uh, Richard personally examined and analyzed digital photographs of 126,000 ballots, 127 poll books, 141 voter signature books, ballot accounting charts, voter registration lists, voter purge lists, and other election records from uh, from precincts of his choosing in 18 of Ohio's 88 counties after the 2004 election for uh, some months afterwards. All of that resulted in his book, Witness to a Crime, a Citizen's Audit of an American Election. And I'm delighted to have Richard Hayes Phillips back on the broadcast today. Hey, Richard, welcome back, my friend.
2: Oh, I'm glad to be back. It's been a long time.
1: <laughs> it, it has been, and uh, it is like uh, old times, as I said, not necessarily in a good way, talking to a lot of folks like you who are, uh, doing what you did uh, in years past, unfortunately, trying to make sense of all of this. Now, you looked at what happened in Ohio in 2004, in large part after it was essentially really too late to do anything about it in those uh you know, months after the uh, presidential election was certified. You've been doing a similar investigation now, at least of some of the numbers in Wisconsin, some of which you find troubling, as you uh, told me over the weekend, uh, you've posted a report uh, in full at bradblog.com. I'll link to that uh, tonight. But in summary, what did you find, Richard, that you believe uh, in, in doing your oversight here? Uh, you know what, what concerns you uh, about the numbers and, and do we need to be looking at in these upcoming uh, counts, hand counts, audits? What should we look at for a start that is of concern to you?
2: The main thing, The lack of reliable numbers as to how many registered voters there are. Because Wisconsin has same-day voter registration, Mm -hmm. the clerks in the municipalities are not required to post an accurate number of registered voters until many weeks after the election. And I don't think it would be a difficult task to tally up the same-day voter registrations and post them right along with the precinct results so that we can correctly analyze Mm -hmm. the numbers from the election. But instead, we have outdated numbers for registered voters, and when they post the numbers of ballots cast these sometimes exceed the numbers of registered voters. And of course, you can't have better than 100% turnout. (laughs) And even accounting for the fact that a voter turnout percentage, Mm -hmm. which is ballots cast divided by registered voters, Mm -hmm. might exceed 100% just because the number of registered voters is outdated, Two counties had to retract their numbers after Mm -hmm. myself and another investigator pointed out that they had voter turnout well over 100 percent in some of these towns.
1: And not just voter turnout, their numbers were showing uh, the total numbers of uh, votes cast in the presidential race were actually larger than the number of uh, total votes cast, period, and they had to actually remove some, uh, due to your uh, work and, and catching these numbers, they had to remove thousands of, uh, of Trump votes in uh, at least, I think it was Outagami uh, County. Correct. And you cite, because you talk about the voter registration, and I know folks like you, who it was one of the first things you look at to see uh You know, if if there's extraordinarily high voter turnout or low voter turnout to give an indication of whether the computer's got it right, you find 193 towns with turnout of 90 percent or better, 25 towns with turnout of 95 percent or better, and seven towns with turnout of 100 percent or better. So uh, those should be red flags, because that's incredibly high turnout. Setting aside the 100% or better, even 90, 95% is really high voter turnout, is it not? That
2: is correct. When we investigated the election in Ohio, I remember only two precincts with a reported turnout above 90%, and they both turned out to be fraudulent. Now, the situation is different in Wisconsin because the number for registered voters is a moving target. Mm-hmm. And so the numbers I am presenting will give a little bit higher percentage turnout than the reality. But in Ohio, we saw only a handful of counties with better than 80% turnout countywide, and those turned out to be fraudulent. In Wisconsin, all but a handful of counties, I think three of them, mm-hmm. have turnout better than 80% countywide, and one quarter of the counties have turnout better than 85% countywide. And now, if these numbers are actually true and correct, there would have to be about as many same day registrations as the number of longtime voters who didn't show up at the polls and didn't vote by absentee ballot. Any congressman knows that you just don't get this kind of turnout. And I think it is unacceptable that we have to wait for many weeks to get reliable data, reliable numbers as to how many registered voters there are this is the period of time during which we must analyze those numbers to decide whether or not to challenge the election and we don't have reliable numbers to use the number of registered voters is the benchmark the yardstick against which we measure all other election data if you don't know how many registered voters there are then you do not know if there are too many ballots counted or too few. And the and the clerks cannot possibly know what they are certifying. They cannot swear that these numbers are true and correct.
1: And and is it possible then that these numbers that you that you cite, these you know, ninety, ninety five percent, even better than a hundred percent turnout, is it is it possible that there's no fraud here, like you as you alleged uh, back in Ohio, but rather this is just a matter of a, a lot of same-day voter registration turnout and the clerks aren't keeping up as fast, or at least they're not reporting it publicly? In other words, no problem here as far as fraud, just problems uh, as far as the citizens' ability to oversee and figure out if there was fraud or not.
2: Correct. At a minimum, the problem is a lack of transparency. We have no way of knowing how many registered voters there are. Ordinarily, in most municipalities across this great nation of ours, the number of registered voters, the number of ballots cast, and the percentage turnout are reported right along with the precinct Mm -hmm. results. This is done in Michigan. It's done in most states in this country that I have ever looked at. Right. That's your benchmark. You don't, if you don't know how many ballots were cast, you don't know if too many votes were counted. Now, let, likewise, if you don't know how many registered voters there are, you don't know if too many ballots were cast. In you don't know if there's been ballot box stuffing or ballot destruction. You don't know.
1: If if Richard, let's uh, for a minute, because uh, you know, looking at the Milwaukee, uh, the, the election clerk in Milwaukee. Uh, they reported that the turnout was actually way down in the Milwaukee area, in the urban areas. It was down, down from 2012, more than 11. percent, I think. And specifically, the clerk there said that uh, African American turnout was far lower than 2012, uh, and and blamed the uh, Wisconsin's new photo ID voting restriction that was found to be in violation of the Voting Rights Act. And disproportionately affecting African-American voters there, some 300,000 voters who don't have the type of ID. Uh, But a federal appellate court, despite the lower court finding, the federal appellate court allowed this to be done anyway. Now, uh, if 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 the concern, if the questions are about same-day voter registration in Wisconsin, and you've got these huge numbers, these huge turnout numbers in the rural areas, but in the urban areas we actually see it going down, well, for, does does that sync with what you saw as you were looking at these numbers? Is there higher rates in the rural counties versus the urban areas and so forth that, that you can confirm
2: it actually does. The Milwaukee County had one of the lowest percentage turnouts in the state of Wisconsin. There was one rural county that was a bit of an outlier and had a lower percentage, and the Indian Reservation had a lower percentage. But uh, all the other counties had a higher percentage turnout than Milwaukee. In fact, almost all the counties had a higher percentage turnout than Dane County, where Madison is located. So, I, I do know, I remember hearing news reports about the Clinton campaign being distressed at the low turnout in the black neighborhoods in Florida and North Carolina,
0: mm-hmm.
2: where early voting is permitted, and they were sending buses to some of these churches to try to bring their supporters to the early voting places, lock, stock, and barrel. So there is truth to the narrative that turnout was down in the African-American neighborhoods, which does make sense. You would think that there would be more enthusiasm there for Barack Obama than for Hillary Clinton. So coupled with a very high turnout in the rural counties across America, this is the narrative that explains the victory of Donald Trump. We just want to be able to verify those numbers, and I find it distressing that we cannot do so, that we are supposed to wait until after the Electoral College meets before we can actually get reliable numbers on registered voters in Wisconsin. How hard can it be for the clerks to count up the number of same-day registrations in their precinct and... Report them right along with the precinct results.
1: Now, Mark Elias, uh, Richard uh, Richard Hayes Phillips, uh, Mark Elias, the election attorney for the Clinton campaign, who I had reported last week that they had been considering calling for account themselves right up until the moment, at least, that Stein announced her intention to... Uh, to file uh, on this program last Wednesday. Uh, Elias said in a blog post over the weekend that the campaign had, quote, lawyers and data scientists and analysts combing over the results to spot anomalies and also, quote, monitored and staffed the post-election canvases where voting machine tapes are compared to poll books, provisional ballots are resolved, and all of the math is double-checked from election night. He confirmed... Uh, That they had also the campaign had also met with the uh, outside uh, experts and that they, quote, attempted to systematically catalog and investigate every theory that has been presented to us within our ability to do so. And yet they said they found no evidence of at least outside interference or other anomalous results uh, that that particularly concern them in any event. Yeah. if if they weren't allowed to look, or at least if they weren't able to look at these voter registration numbers you were looking at, and if they didn't notice <clears throat> these errors, uh, these, you know, thousands of extra votes that had initially been tallied, do you have confidence in their comments, in, in uh, the Clinton campaign attorney's uh, comments, that uh, we've looked at this and we don't find any troubling anomalies?
2: Well, they're probably telling the truth. You don't find these things if you don't know what to look for. I've been studying elections since 1960 when I was a little boy. (laughs) I've been doing this a really long time, and I'm really quick at this. And I don't know how much experience these people have that are speaking for the Clinton campaign.
1: Well, Elias, in theory, at least as an attorney, when it comes to election law, has a lot of experience. My concern is they don't know what to look for as far as, you know, numbers and, uh, you know, anomalies in the results. And I would argue, as I suspect you will, that we shouldn't be left to have to guess, that we shouldn't have to even look for anomalies. We should count the goddamn ballots publicly, and then we'll know who won what and where. Um. Do you have concerns? I got just a, a few minutes here, uh, Richard. Do you, do you have concerns in other states as well as Michigan? I know you're looking at uh, some of the others that are also being uh, uh, petitioned for uh, hand counts by Jill Stein.
2: Yes. Well, my my principal concern with Michigan right now are the numbers of ballots that have shown no vote for president. We saw this in the urban areas in Ohio, two thousand four. I have before me a chart that, again, I had to cobble this together by going to every county website and gathering the data myself. I have a table here with the number of ballots cast and the total number of votes counted for president. Mm -hmm. And in Wayne County, where Detroit is located, and two neighboring counties, we are looking at 32,000 ballots that showed no vote for president, another 6,700 in Kent County, where Grand Rapids is located, and another 2,000 ballots in Kalamazoo, the margin in Wisconsin, in Michigan, rather, right now, is only 10,704 votes. Mm -hmm. There are potentially enough ballots with no vote Counted for president to account for that difference now some people don't make a choice for president in my experience there's typically a half a percent or one percent of the ballots where no, where the voters don't make a choice not a major party mm-hmm. not a minor party not a write-in but in wayne county outside of Detroit. You've got 18,000 ballots that showed no vote for president. That's 3.26% of the ballots cast. That's almost twice the margin between the candidates. I'm not a show for Hillary Clinton. I didn't even vote for her. But I want everyone's vote to count. And if that's the purpose of a recount, then we should be looking very carefully at these ballots to see if voter intent was clear. And if so, we need to question why the optical scanners didn't pick it up. And in Pennsylvania, my concern is that only 17 counties even have paper ballots. Right. The rest of the counties in Pennsylvania have electronic voting machines without even the much ballyhooed, vaunted, so-called voter-verified paper trail. There's no paper to look at unless computer experts can go in and look at the source codes. I don't know how on earth you can get a reliable count in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Reading, Erie, or Allentown, the five biggest cities in Pennsylvania that have no paper record of anybody's vote except for the absentee ballots, which only amount to one or two percent of the ballots in Pennsylvania. They don't, mm-hmm. you have to sign an affidavit to vote by absentee in Pennsylvania. So there's almost no paper ballots in those counties. It's... We can't verify the election in Pennsylvania. And my God, if Wisconsin and Michigan, which are very close, were to actually flip and fall to Hillary Clinton's column, we will face a constitutional crisis because this whole election will come down to Pennsylvania and the vote cannot be verified I want America to know this.
1: (laughs) Uh, Richard I'll tell ya, I I, I can hear how distressed you are in in your voice. This is... uh, I want the
2: winner to win
1: this is what I've been uh, warning about for so long, and specifically actually citing Pennsylvania as, you know, this whole thing could come down to Pennsylvania long, long before the election. Yeah, you know, we're warning about adopted. this. Yes, I, I, <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, it, w- before I let you go, you had mentioned uh, 18,000, what we call them, undervotes, where it shows no vote yeah, for undervotes president. Yeah,
2: undervote or overvote. Right, right.
1: Near, yeah. near Detroit. 18,000. And when you say it, it, it shows no vote, we don't know that it shows no vote. No, it's, we don't
2: know. The, ele- the precinct results show no vote.
1: The computer, got, the scanner. Yeah, 553,000
2: yeah. ballots cast and 535,000 votes counted. There's a difference of 18,065. And you've got another 9,000-plus votes in Oakland County, another 5,000-plus in Macomb County. Those are all in the... Neighborhood of Detroit. You've got another 6,700 votes in Kent County, uh where Grand Rapids is located, one of only two counties in Michigan where Clinton made substantial gains relative to Barack Obama. Who knows who these ballots are actually mm-hmm. marked for? Some of them aren't marked at all, but some of them probably are.
1: Well, and that was s- sort of the point that I was getting at is that when we say. Uh, numbers like 18,000 outside Wayne County with no vote uh, for, for president. We don't actually know if there is no vote. All we know is that There's the optical no scanner, counted. yeah, the optical scanner reported there was and they were the, the the computer reported it either correctly or incorrectly. We can't know unless we hand count it. So That's right. So you know I, I so it's it, and those it,
2: ballots are not spit out into a separate pile so people can look over the so-called undervotes with their eyes you have to count them all by hand if you're going to count any of them by
1: hand and that's the uh fight we're going to be looking at uh very quickly in the next few days in uh a number of states Richard I got to get out uh, so yeah. so good well, I'm putting it in quotes. So good to talk to you in quotes. Uh, it would be nice if we weren't talking about this at all, but uh, uh-huh. we have to, again, okay. still. Okay. Uh, I'll. Uh, I will post a link to your initial uh, Wisconsin report uh, when I publish today's show at bradblog.com. Uh, and uh, where uh, folks can also uh, uh, Write to you to get a copy of Your uh, book out of Ohio 2004 Witness to a Crime A Citizen's Audit of an American Election. Thank you Richard We'll be talking again in the near future I suspect. Sure Alright a quick break and we are back With more Broadcast right after this I'm Brad Friedman Don't touch that dial <laughs> you close your eyes, does it feel like at all? And yeah. if you close your eyes... It sure does. does. Welcome back to the Bradcast. <laughs> I have been here before. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Uh, never mind if they count the votes uh, by hand uh, or not correctly in Wisconsin. That's not what the... Uh, The corporate media seems to be interested in as soon as Donald Trump said on Sunday that he actually won the popular vote, why everybody went running to the master manipulator to cover what he had to say, never mind what we know or don't know about how Americans actually voted. So on Sunday, Donald Trump As Politico reports, use the platform of the presidency to peddle a fringe conspiracy theory to justify his loss of the popular vote, claiming without evidence that millions of people voted illegally on November 8. They report Trump's tweets mark an unprecedented rebuke of the U.S. electoral system by a president-elect and were met with immediate condemnation from voting experts and others. And also, they offer a troubling indication that Trump's ascension to the highest political office in the U.S. may not alter his penchant for repeating unproven conspiracies perpetuated by the far right. His tweet...
0: Gee, you think?
1: Yeah, I know. You starting to notice? Uh, Trump uh, said on Twitter, In addition to winning the Electoral College in a landslide, I won the popular vote. If you deduct the millions of people who voted illegally... Of course, there is no evidence to support that claim. Several hours later, apparently, Trump said again without any evidence, serious voter fraud in Virginia, New Hampshire and California. So why isn't the media reporting on this? Serious bias. Big problem. Um, Okay. What voter fraud in Virginia, New Hampshire, and California? I'd love to know about it. I'll be happy to report on it if there's a serious uh, voter fraud going on in those states. Uh, election attorney Rick Hassan said uh, there is no reason to believe this is true. He said the level of fraud in, the US, in U.S. elections is quite low. He's talking about voter fraud here. Uh, The problem of non-citizen voting is quite small, like we're talking claims in the dozens. We're not talking voting in the millions or the thousands or even the hundreds. Mind you, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote as of now by more than two million votes, and that number is still going up as we are still counting ballots out here in California and elsewhere.
0: Is it really unclear to him that by claiming that millions of votes were cast fraudulently, that he's actually making the case for a nationwide recount?
1: Uh, A nationwide hand count, sure. A nationwide uh, forensic study of everybody who voted sounds fine by me. And he's going to be the president, in theory. So you would think he would be concerned if in his country three million fraudulent votes were cast in his election. Another expert said we know historically that this almost never happens as far as non-citizens and dead people. He said you're more likely to get eaten by a shark that simultaneously gets hit by lightning <laughs> than to find a non-citizen voting Um Apparently, uh, a source close to Trump said that uh, he felt piqued by the Wisconsin recount demand of Green Party nominee Jill Stein. So he hit back, even though he uh, has won and it shouldn't matter. He isn't letting it go. The source said the claims of voter fraud appear to have gained traction in the right wing circles after Infowars, uh, Alex Jones's uh, conspiracy theory site published an article on November 14 under the headline, quote, report three million votes in presidential election cast by illegal aliens. The uh, guy who was cited here as having done this analysis, guy by the name of Greg Phillips, uh, who nobody has really heard of, uh, he has declined to provide any actual evidence to support this claim. He's
0: just been saying it.
1: Yeah, he just says it. Uh, (laughs) PolitiFact looked into it. Uh, Phillips gave them no evidence uh, to back up his assertions of fraud. He tweeted on Sunday evening, however, that he would, quote, release a comprehensive research study to the public to attorney general nominee Jeff Sessions and all interested parties. Uh, We'll see what that says. If he ever releases that material that nobody knows about. Uh, And as I noted, uh, you know, some of these same people in the media were criticizing Jill Stein for raising this money and and calling for this count, despite the fact that she told uh, me and a bunch of other people on Monday uh, that they would have to raise this much. About a million dollars per state for the filing fees, another million uh, for the uh, for the attorney's fees in each state. And yet uh, Trump uh, also uh, had uh, tweeted earlier on Sunday that the Green Party scammed to fill up their coffers by asking for impossible recounts is now being joined by the badly defeated and demoralized Democrats.
0: Oh, he got out his thesaurus for that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, Timothy uh, Naftali, a history professor at NYU. Uh, said Trump is the first winning candidate to question the legitimacy of the process that gave him the White House. Uh, He says, in this case, we see the victor making blanket accusations of fraud to delegitimize two and a half million votes. Given there is no evidence to support the claim, this is simply stunning and troubling as a sign of what he will do as president. Yeah, you think so? All right, very quickly before we go, uh, Governor Pat McCrory, North Carolina governor, Republican, uh, terrible governor. Nonetheless, he has been calling for a hand count in North Carolina. That's a hand count that I also support, despite the fact that Pat McCrory is an abhorrent uh, uh, governor there. He has reportedly lost by more than 7000 votes in North Carolina has been calling for a hand count, has been uh, making claims that have been uh, rejected over most of the state by the Republican-led um, uh, election, boards of election across the state, uh, that there was voter fraud, that double voting, again, non-citizens, dead people voting, and so forth, most of those um Contests have been rejected and now but nonetheless, he's filed for a statewide count. Now he says that if 90,000 votes that were cast in Durham County, a big Democratic area, are hand counted, he might uh, drop the rest of the statewide count. And in fact, in Durham County, some of the voting systems failed. Their memory cards failed and uh, the numbers from those uh, optical scan systems were not able to properly be reported. Just one of the reasons why I support Republican Pat McCrory's call for a hand count of paper ballots across the state of North Carolina. As Richard Hayes Phillips said, we need to know who won and who lost that would be nice alright I gotta get out my thanks to our producer Desi Doyen thank you Des uh, to my guest Richard Hayes Phillips as I mentioned and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us if you missed any portion of today's broadcast or any other you can download it for free at bradblog.com or over at iTunes or your favorite uh, podcast site also uh, you can find and follow me on the Facebooks and the Twitters at the Brad Blog and you can drop me email if you like. I'm Bradcast at bradblog.com. That's it until we meet again. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck world. <laughs>